0: Uh, under the heading rooted in Jesus that is the uh, motif that Jesus has given us uh, that Christ has given us for this house for this year being rooted in him being stable being grounded in Christ it's time now that the world knows that you are a disciple of Jesus this is the year to come out of the closet and let people know that I love Jesus I'm glad about it I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ Are you with me? And we've been taking on various subheadings throughout uh, this series of teaching and on today for a subject matter. Write this down. Heart inspection. When you shout that out loud? Heart Heart. inspection. Amen. That's what I want to talk about today. Heart inspection. What are we talking about? Come on, say it again. Heart. Heart inspection. There are a lot of believers with tainted hearts in the body of Christ. And what's happening, they're having spiritual heart attacks. And it's causing setbacks. Now watch this. Some are even having massive spiritual heart attacks. And here's the thing. You, you know, it's one thing to fall away and bounce back. But it's another thing to fall away and you can't get back. So we, we want to do a heart inspection on today. Now, for the, again, for the sake of continuum, I want to keep going to our foundation of scripture. Um... And just know that we're not referring to this verse um, out of redundancy or just to be doing it. But I want this to get into your spirit, Amen. And, and learning also is repetition. So we want we, we we want this to get into our spirit. So we're not just keep we're not just referring to this. Uh, Just for the sake, because there are not any more verses. And let me say this, those of you who are students of the Bible, if you study the word, you will discover that you cannot exhaust scripture. There's so much revelation in the word that uh, uh, it cannot be exhausted. As a matter of fact, John says this, or Jesus said, there are things that are written that there would not be enough books uh, uh, to even that we could not even write enough books to contain everything that happened. So there are things that happen that we have no knowledge of. Are you with me? We couldn't contain it. So the word is forever pregnant. Amen. Now, um, again, we know that John is right into the seven churches that were scattered throughout Asia Minor. And there are things going on at that time that he wrote as through revelation of Jesus to uh, encourage them and at the same time point out areas where there needed to be some adjustments. And this particular church at Ephesus um, was a good church. It matter of fact, Ephesus means desirable. That's what it means to, to be desired or desirable. At one time, this was the church that was flourishing. But along the way, as today, many Christians, their love for Jesus begins to wane. That's why it's important that we don't allow ourselves to be infected by our culture. Listen, you're not supposed to. To conform to your culture, you are supposed to change your culture. That that was a tweet. That was a, a a Facebook note. You're not supposed to conform to your culture. No, you are called to change your your culture. Be not conformed to this world, the culture in which you live, but be ye transformed. And listen, and we, when you are transformed, Brother Moore, you are transformed those that are around you. Boy, this is good already. Listen, it's rainy outside, and you know when it's rain or when it's cold, I get an extra five minutes, so I'm in no rush. I'm going to be very dilatory in this delivery on today. Are you with me? But So John writes, and listen, and not only was it good for them, them is prophetic in nature for today, and we need to take here because the same thing is happening in the body of Christ today. There are people who were once on fire for Jesus, but now... We can't tell. Wow. Listen to this, verses 4 and 5. Let's read this out loud. Notice he says, look how far you've fallen. But I have this one complaint, but I have this complaint against you. Everyone read it. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Everyone read it again. Let's read verse 4 again. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Verse 5, look how far you've fallen. Take note that you're no longer consistent steadfast faithful as you once were turn back to me and do the works you did at first do you see this if you don't repent i will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches again removing the lampstand is not you losing your salvation but your witness in the community are you with me and that's what's happening today because christians have not understood that their lives are to be a shining light in the midst of darkness And listen, there should be a difference. If you're in the midst of heathens and I can't distinguish you from them, something's wrong. You've lost your witness. (laughs) And without you really sounding the trumpet, people should discern because of what's on you that he is not one of us. He is of a different spirit. She is not one of us. Boy, I wish y'all was here this morning. And you know what happens? When you begin to lose your love for Christ, you're not excited about him. And let me say something. I said this last week. When you lose your love and it begins to wane, you know, it kills your motivation. Huh. Let me ask you something. Notice he said, the love that you have for one another, you no longer have it. The love that you have for me, you no longer have it. This is in the body of Christ. And watch this. And to some degree, in churches everywhere, even here, oh. There are some of you, the the love that you used to have for one another, you don't have it anymore. You know why? Because your love for God is not what it used to be. (laughs) Can can I ask the question? No, write this down. Look how far you've fallen. Write that down. Look how far you've fallen. Look how far you've fallen. If you were fallen unknowingly for one week, would it be easy for others to recognize that you are a Jesus freak? that you love the Lord. I mean, if you didn't know I was following your daughter, we had a camera crew following you. Could we easily identify you as one who loves the Lord? Wow. Something to think about. Can I share something with you? Uh, Notice this is the same church that Apostle Paul tried to get to focus in Ephesians. Can I show you something real quickly? Go to Ephesians, uh, I think it's chapter 4, get verses 1 and 2, New Living Translation. This is the same church that now John, by revelation, is encouraging, man, you guys are off, man. The Apostle Paul, you know, some years later tried to warn you of the same thing. Look, get yourselves together now. Are you here? Therefore, I, a prisoner for the servant Lord, beg you to lead a life, what? Worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be what? humble and gentle. Now, we're talking about heart inspection. I'm I'm building, let me build this case. Because the opposite of humble is prideful or being pride, prideful, pride and gentle. Be patient with who? Each other. See, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And see, when we stop loving, guess what? We stop making allowances for love. Oh boy, this is good. I could even go further. Then he got real deep in verse 17. Go to verse 17 through 23. Are you guys here? What are we talking about? Heart inspection, man. You need to check where you are with the Lord. Can I say this? When you look at someone and say, "You are a person," you are a person of influence. And now, my leadership hears me say this all the time. Everyone, we we are all people of influence. Some to uh, some may have a uh, uh, some may carry more influence than others, but nonetheless, everybody has a level of influence some to a greater degree, some to a lesser degree, but nonetheless, we all have influence. And as disciples of Jesus, when we understand returning to our first love, we understand that my influence is vital because I have been sent to this earth as a representative of the kingdom of heaven. That's why the scripture calls us ambassadors for Christ. So I am an ambassador and I'm living here on behalf of the king of kings, the lord of lords, are y'all here? So, so I understand that that that. notice he said, now, if you don't repent, man, you're going to lose your witness. So my witness should mean something to me. When you say that, my witness, my, no, tell your neighbor, your witness should mean something to you. How you carry yourself should mean something to you. And let me tell you something, uh, uh, it, 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 it is hard to be a witness for Christ when you allow your flesh to be in a driver's seat. Notice he said, with the Lord's authority, i say this, live no longer as how the Gentiles do. For they, what, are hopelessly confused. Their minds are, what, full in darkness. They wander far from the life of God because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Keep going. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of, what, in pre- imperative but that isn't what you've learned about Christ. Here, we, we see years earlier the Apostle Paul trying to get them. Listen, man, there, there's some slippage going on. You didn't learn that from Christ. So you've heard me say other week, there are certain things that some of you do. You didn't learn that from me and Pastor T. That ain't what you got from Chicago Glory Fellowship Center. We don't talk like that here. No, we we, we are teaching you how to live according to what's written. <laughs> Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, 22 and 23, this is good. Because here's the thing. There are people hurting, guys. And there are people following you, even on your social media pages. And and and, and there are those, Brother Mo, who, who are just saying, I, I just want somebody to be consistent with their faith. God dog it. They're looking for somebody to say, man, they keep claiming I'm saved and they love the Lord and all this stuff, but, but I'm confused. But one day they got their hands up in worship, on the other day they're acting like, I need somebody to be consistent with this thing. Yeah. And when there's an inconsistency, they follow the first train smoking. So anybody that sounds like they got a smidgen of truth, I believe I want to be that. And here we're serving the true and living God your witness should mean something to you. My God. And some of us wonder why family members don't say because sometimes you act like you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and sometimes you don't. No, they want to see that you are, That's not. that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. But man, you, you ought to walk more consistent than you do inconsistent consistent. Man, this is good. As a matter of fact, your children are looking at you. And listen, they are very intelligent. And they understand hands lifted at church and hands being thrown at home. They understand that. They understand you giving God the glory at church and talking crazy and acting adversely at home. They see that. And for a lot of them, they're in their mind, just as soon as I get old enough, and if you're not on fire for Jesus, don't you dare get upset at your children who are not on fire for Jesus. Yeah. He's saying, man, stop playing. Instead, let the spirit, no, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Do y'all see this? You guys hear me say all the time, I miss nothing about the world. Nothing. Love being, I love serving Jesus. As so should you. See, and here's another thing. Let me tell you something. You can't ride with everybody once you get saved. Everybody can't, Everybody. Everybody cannot ride with you. Now, no, no. I, I need to switch who's riding with me. Why? Because we're not on the same plane, baby. I'm working on something. I, I'm looking for somebody that can sharpen me, that can encourage me. And if you're not going to allow me to influence you with the God that I serve, honey, you cannot ride with me. And how dare you get saved and don't want your unsaved heathen friends, family to want this God that you serve. How selfish are you? Wow. D- just, a- am I sounding passionate? That's, I'm not screaming. It's passion, man, because playtime is over. And because uh, the, uh, this church allow their witness to be dis- d- diminished, it's 98% is Islamic now because you thought you were missing something. You're not missing anything. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a nugget. That's a nugget. For me to, to go back and do those things I used to do is like a dog returning to his vomit. How grotesque. Uh, listen, man, there are people watching you, and they're waiting. At that moment when they were ready to get saved, dog, man, he he's still, man, dog. I was about to go with him to worship, but he's still but Paul says this, although, man, we're free to do whatever we want, it's not beneficial. Because if it's going to cause you to stumble, I don't want to do it in front of you. Wow. You don't—you shouldn't want to do it, period. But, but I, if it's going to cause you to stumble, I want to do it in front of you. Are you here? The, the association breeds assimilation. Man, you better get with somebody who's going somewhere. I hope you listen to me. You better get with somebody who's headed somewhere. Who you riding with? Boy, this is good. I just, you know. Uh, okay. Anyway, write this down. When my attitude about God changes, it's seen in how I worship the Lord. See, when your attitude about God changes, it's going to be reflective in how you worship. Notice he said, return to your first love. So, so when I do that, Sister Moore, guess what? It, it should be reflective in my acts of worship. It'll be reflective in my giving. It'll be reflective in my participation. It'll be reflective in my worship. It'll be reflective in every area of my life, lives, every area of our lives. Inward change will always materialize in outward demonstrations. Let me say it again. Notice he said, look how far you've fallen. Inward change will always materialize in outward demonstrations. Write this down. Next point. What would cause, write this down. Notice he says your love for me. You've lost your love for me and each other You want me to tell you what would cause people to lose their love for God and each other and other people? Huh who would like to know what caused a person to lose their love for God and for their brothers and sisters who would like to Know write this down offenses yeah, Ooh, huh? Offenses, that's why you don't love him like you used to you've been offended that's, 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 what, that's why you don't, that's why you, 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 you broke your consistency. Somewhere you got offended. Luke 17 one says this. Jesus said, listen, man, it's impossible <laughs> that no offenses will come. Here's what he's saying. The opportunity to be offended will not leave. <laughs> Any occasion can be used to be offended, guys. And I'm going to help you because you shouldn't be so touchy. <laughs> Did I? You shouldn't be so sensitive. Shouldn't be so on edge and easily moved. Can't take rebuke. Can't take correction. Can't take instruction. Matter of fact, can't take any type of criticism. You are a child of God. He said, It's impossible that none will come. But just, don't be the one setting the trap. The Greek word scandalous, scandal from which we get the English word to scandalize. Now, let me say something. It, it's it, it's it, it refers to the part of the trap that catches its prey. So the offense is the part that snares you. But here's the thing: uh, uh, you don't want to be offended, man of God. But but when you allow it to happen, it it's not so much the offense itself, sister McCain, the, the part that traps you. It's the fruit that it manifests. It's dangerous. It's the fruits of offense that's harmful to your health. What do you mean? So when you stay entrapped, it produces various types of fruit, like the spirit of murder, anger, hatred, bitterness, murmuring. Are you guys here? Jealousy, envy, that that that, that monster called pride, slander, and, and I'm just naming a few. These are all fruits of someone who has been offended. A person who's dealing with hatred, you're offended. A person who slanders, you are offended. A person who's seeking to murder, you have been offended. And watch this. They are all choices. Yes, they are. A person who's bitter, you choose to be bitter. A person who is slanderous, you are choosing to do that. Why? Because offense is a choice. Whether you try to justify the wrong or not, an angry person chooses to be angry. Ah, someone who's bitter, they choose to be bitter. Boy, they're all a choice. Everything I just named, and there's more. But I'm, I'm just naming some of the heavy hitters. I, and I'm not saying this in a bragging way. Well I'm bragging on Jesus, but I never get offended. Now, there may be things that disappoint me. Like I'm now nah, you know, I I not but I don't get offended because I realize that's a choice. Now it, it takes being a tool in the word, but I don't get offended. And I'm gonna show you that you could you could love this word so much that nothing causes you to stumble. Because you love the word. And I'm just giving you a nugget. To love the word is to do what it says. That's what it means when you love the word. To do if you love me. Keep my, okay. And and, and can I say something? Because, see, you're just looking at a smaller piece of a much larger puzzle. And when we have people offended throughout the body of Christ, it, it affects the body as a whole. And see, this is stuff that James talks about in James chapter 4. He, he says, Man, where does wars come from? He's using a, a, the military analogy. They come, do they not come from the members within? That mess that's on the inside of you? Uh, yeah. Let, let me get James 4.1, New English translation. Can I just let me read it to you? Listen to what he says. He says, where do the conflicts, notice I said these are the offenses, kind of offense that James says causes conflict in the church. Watch this. Where do the conflicts and where do the quarrels among you come from? Now notice in the Greek where he uses where again, he's putting emphasis on it. He wants you to understand this is where it comes from. Is it not from this, from the from your passions that battle inside? Wow. Do y'all see this? And and he goes down and rips a, a, a new one into him. We're not gonna get into that today, but he rips a he rips a new hole. Watch this. Now listen to this. A hole in your jeans. Where's your mind, guys? A hole in the wall. Even listen to this now, the person who's not discerning, you can take this as an attack. No, Holy Spirit doesn't condemn, but the anointing will convict you. In other words, point out the error. What are we talking about? Heart inspection. I read this verse last week, and Holy Spirit's like, you need to use that again. Matter of fact, how often do you give yourself regular spiritual checkups? For real. How often? How often do you give yourself regular spiritual checkups? And let me tell you something you know when you are offended, you know when you're bitter and let me say something whatever you hold molds you if you hold it it molds you offense doesn't hurt me it hurts the person it hurts excuse me the person who harbors it who carries it like one person say you know somebody who harbors unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die no it affects you you grow corrupt more and more